one custom car care. All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Miss Sarah, it's been busy. It has been. It has. We've all got a lot going on. I think not just like us, but everybody out there. Everybody's busy right now. Yes. I think people are sick of not being busy. Would you say that's accurate? I think so. And it's really good to be back, yes. too, by the way. Wonderful. Wonderful to have you back. Yes. So you had some news while you were gone, right? You just you didn't just check out just to check out, right? No. Well, I had my baby. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. And a little update car-wise, because I was telling you off air, I've been in the process of car hunting Mm -hmm. and oh my car decided that it was gonna do some funky stuff Mm -hmm. at the absolute worst time here i was in the hospital having my baby and my husband had to run home because we do have farm animals Mm -hmm. and so he had to run uh, home to check on him and he got out to the car he got about halfway home and the check engine light came on again and so we took it over to the shop and we got some bad news with it so we're in the process of car hunting so with that being said um have you i'm sure you have is it easy getting a child in and out of the car or do you see kind of the appeal of moving i realize timely wise that your car has given you some some grief if you will um, but moving into the truck is have have you um, got the little one in and out of the truck? Does it seem easier? Is it harder? It is easier in the the truck yeah. versus the car. Uh, we have his car seat right in the middle in mm-hmm. my car, and we have him kind of on the side yep. in Ryan's truck. But it just it's easier because his truck sets up yep. versus like I have to like crawl through the back seat. Yes, and and you know when they're that young, they've got all the extra baggage that goes oh, along yeah. with. <laughs> so, no, I, I definitely, you know, I've got some that are not so little anymore, and I still have one little one, Stacy and I do. So, um, yeah, so we've moved into an excursion, which is a giant SUV. Um, but, yeah, it's so much easier to get in and out with all the stuff. And I think they're comfortable, too. They can see out the window. Mm-hmm. I noticed with Brinley, uh, she likes to watch out the window as we drive. And um, we had an Arcadia before that. And she couldn't see. She was kind of stuck down in there. Right. You know, it was just a uh, bear. So what you were telling me off air, and I want to kind of shift gears just a little bit. What is your kind of feeling when you pull onto a used car dealership or a car dealership in general? It's just, it's not a fun buy for me. Yeah. Now, I know that sometimes whenever you are looking for a vehicle, it can be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not the case right now. It's one of those situations where I need a new car. I've needed one for a while. Yeah. Just, you know, we've been doing a lot of maintenance and repairs on it. And it's just time for me to change it out. I've been talking about it quite a bit on the show yep. uh, in the last couple of months and it's just it's not fun because now I've come to the realization you know I'm gonna have to fork out some money Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to make a change and now that I have the little one it's harder to get to the car dealership to begin with because got to haul all that stuff or find a babysitter Uh, test driving's kind of uh, difficult too so I have to bring somebody with me uh, if I do bring him but uh, it's I just don't enjoy going to the car lot I don't like um I just don't like having to go through all the vehicles, having to go through all of the pre-purchase inspections. Mm-hmm. I don't like having to keep going, and it takes forever to do all of the paperwork. Yeah. You have your credit run and blah, 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 blah. It's just it's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. So for everybody out there in, I guess, the audience, if you will, my kind of rule, and, and Sarah, you can probably vouch for this, 
when people are looking for a new or used or new to them vehicle, I say no a lot. Have you noticed that? Yes. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And they get frustrated. And most of the time they'll stick through. And when we do stick through, they end up with a good vehicle at the end of it. But sometimes they get frustrated because of everything you just went through. And they're like, I am sick of this. I just want it over. And then they're saddled with that burden if, God forbid, they didn't end up getting a good vehicle out of the gate, which unfortunately happens more than most people think. So, like, when people ask me, hey, what's a good car to buy, I've pretty much drawn a line on General Motors. If it's any of their cars or small SUVs, um, unfortunately, that's kind of the, the trouble we've had with your cruise forever is a lot of those are engineered problems in there that they haven't come up with a solution and so, yes, we can fix them, and yes, we can keep them going, but they just keep continuing to be very, uh, I guess, a high-stress vehicle to own or troublesome, if you will. Now, I do like their you know, truck line and their SUV line, uh, like large SUVs based off the half-ton truck. So everybody out there, I, I know there's a ton of you that have those smaller GM vehicles um, from probably 20... I'm going to say 12 to 14 on, maybe even back to 2010 on certain models. Um, General Motors has just really had a big struggle. And unfortunately, that's kind of what we're kind of experiencing with the cruise. We've done a lot to keep it on the road, and it's still got some value. So you're going to be able to get some money out of it as far as going into your next one. But what have you seen? I mean, Ryan and I, your husband, had a little brief discussion and he's like, man, I really want a Toyota, I think, was one of his he, he was interested in, and maybe a Honda. Um, do you like either one of those, or is that just not a real good appeal, or there's not some offerings out there? With Toyota, I do like the appeal of it, mm-hmm. but uh, price-wise yes. right now, the inflation of Toyotas, just because they are such a good vehicle, mm-hmm. it has skyrocketed. Yeah. And that's even for used vehicles, so it's kind of out of my budget right now. Yeah. Um, but I have been looking and I did come across a couple of different things, uh, with Ford Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in, but I don't really have particular a make or model that I am looking for. I'm looking for something that's going to be reliable and it's going to be a good vehicle. And if it's a Ford or if it's a Toyota or a Honda, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to make sure that uh, me and my family is going to be safe mm-hmm. when we get in it. And you get decent fuel mileage That's, where uh, you're going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I have done so many shows on fuel mileage, and I don't want to just jump on the hot button bandwagon, but I don't think we can avoid this. You and I have been talking about the upcoming fuel inflation, if you will, for, I don't know, probably a year, at least six, nine months, something like that. And it is definitely here. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling it at the pump. Um, I'm sure you are as well. And it, I think we haven't seen the top of this whole thing yet. It's going to so be either. worse. Um, I drive a few diesel pickups for my personal stuff. And, man, that is just brutal on some of the costs out there. Um, so, you know, we probably need to weigh in on that just a little bit deeper today. Um I've seen this before, you know, I think in 2008, you know, we had a big, uh, which we've surpassed that, by the way, we hit record, uh, you know, prices per crude barrel, uh, I think this week, actually, and I don't think we've seen the top. They added another two bucks on the way here as I was listening to the price of it, so it's got another all-time high. Um, People need to be getting as many miles out of their stuff as possible. 
Um, something I did learn, which uh, you and I have talked about electric vehicles on mm-hmm. the show before. I don't remember exactly how many states, but it was a significant amount, like 20 or 30 states are coming out with an additional tax if you own an all-electric vehicle. No kidding. Have you heard anything about that? No. I've I've had this idea in the back of my mind a little bit, which I'm not opposed to Tesla. I actually kind of think that they do some cool things, whether you like Elon or not, you know, whatever. Um, he's very, uh, he's pushing the envelope, and I appreciate that. I think it's awesome. But what pays for our roads, or a big portion of that here, at least in Missouri, and I'm sure that's like that other places, is the tax on fuels. You know, I don't know what it is here. I should look it up, but it's probably 30 to 50 cents a gallon that you and I, every time we go and put fuel in our tank, pays for the roads. Well, the EV or the electric vehicles are not paying that tax. And so the EV owners are up in arms about it, and I can see why, but the reality is is we got to have roads out here. I don't know about you, uh, but uh, there's some roads that need some serious attention, at least out by my house. Um, you know, here in Metro Springfield, they're usually pretty good, but yeah, so you go out, you spend all your money on an EV, EV vehicle, and then they're going to tax. And it's going to be, I think when you get your license, there's going to be a several hundred dollar additional fee that you're going to have to fork out. How do you feel about that, Sarah? Man, that's kind of, kind of a kick in the teeth because I think that was the appeal for a lot of people for those electric vehicles. Yep. They have been up in arms about it, and I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, I don't. But in the big scheme of things, we still have to sustain the roads. So on both sides of that coin, I can kind of see where it's coming from. Yeah, I'd love not, you know, having to fork out a bunch of money on fuel and just be able to charge because your kilowatt per hour, which I'm imagining is going to continue to go up. But uh, for right now, it's, you know, fairly stable. Um, but yeah, to have a nice, uh, additional tax, uh, I actually spent some time in the DMV this week. Oh, have you had you? the pleasure to be into the DMV recently? Not recently. Wow. It is, uh, you know, so I typically go to the one by food for less and I, I got to give them some props. They do pretty good job, but it's a zoo in there. I mean, it is exhausting. And then to have all your paperwork right, I saw so many people have to, like, make the walk of shame out the front door because they didn't Ugh. have some stupid paper. Yeah, I felt bad for all those That's folks. always the worst. Yeah. This was actually my third time in there, by oh, the way. Oh, no. Yeah. So, all right. Sarah and I, uh, we will be right back after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back. You've got Sarah Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. So, Sarah, you and I have talked many times about the thieves out there. Yes. Stealing catalytic converters. I have a good one to share with you, and I think we briefly talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had one, and you and I had actually kind of reported on this. It was in the vicinity of where we're at here uh, doing our show that a vehicle had, or several vehicles, it was a small fleet, had had people crawl under them behind a locked fence and steal what was thought to be their catalytic converters. Yes. So we had one of them show up and initially I thought it, you know, it's missing. So I don't know what was there, but as I pulled everything up to try and figure some kind of an estimate, the steep, the thieves had stolen the resonator or a muffler under the vehicle. They were not smart enough to steal the right component, which was great for these folks because we were able to fix it very reasonably. Um, but yeah, the 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 uh, you know scholars that they are, 
the crackheads that they are, didn't even know what they were doing, so they wasted all that time. We were able to fix it, I think, for a very menial amount of money. They're back on the road. So I was super, super excited about that and gave me a little chuckle that they didn't get yeah. anything out of this. You know, I I kind of wish I could see their faces oh, yeah. when they were bringing it in to sell it, and then they realized, yeah. oh, it's yeah. not what I thought it was. Well, and I don't know how often you go out and buy Sawzall blades, Sarah, but uh, that's typically the thieves choice or tool of choice, if you will. They, uh, I actually saw them. They were laying around the vehicle mm-hmm. where they had stolen several of them. Those Sawzall blades are anywhere from five to about eight bucks a piece. So it cost them some money <laughs> to get under there and do that. And so that gave me great joy that, you know, they, they didn't come out victorious on yeah. this side of it. It's just amazing. Um, I had a customer here recently. They were telling me they have a little bit of, I I think they're in construction or something, Um, but they were working late at their facility or whatever. I wasn't there, but they heard a noise and ran out there and they got actually into a pretty good scuffle with the guy. They drug him out from under the truck um, and they kind of went fisticuffs for a little bit. And the guy ended up fleeing and running, you know, off into the, the night. It was dark. Uh, but yeah, they had a little tussle, but he did not get his catalytic Good. converter. Yeah. Good. I hope that, uh, you know, but they're, they're not going to learn from that. You yeah. know, unfortunately, you know, you know, catching a beating, it only works if the person's smart enough to understand what they got the beating about. I really don't think these people have the the ability. I'm not saying they shouldn't get anything, you know, a good beating definitely, you know, will teach a lot of people a lot, but it just kills me that, you know, people are still doing this. And unfortunately, it's still very rampant out there. Um, we had another one here recently in the last few weeks where they had drilled a hole in the, the bottom of the fuel tank as well. And, and you know, I'm sure most of the gas leaked all over the ground. Ugh. But it just amazes me that pe- the, the lengths that people will go to, you know, even if you are down on your luck, there's so much work out there. So, so much work out there. Uh, I I've seen for years, you and Ryan, heck, you guys cut firewood for a long time. Yes. You made the money. Yep. And, you know, people think that laying under another person's vehicle and, and, you know, at worst, siphoning. And that's actually the very first one I had. Uh, It was a company vehicle. They had went and bought a locking gas cap. You know, you think that's, Mm -hmm. I, I think that'd be reasonable. Well, the very next time that it happened, they had to spend several, I think it was over a thousand bucks, so it was several hundred, buying a, a gas tank because when they came up against the you know barrier of the locking gas cap, they drilled a hole in that tank as well. And it's just like, holy crap. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I think you and I talked here a little while back that uh, uh, it must have been probably two or three months ago up in Kansas City, they were having a rampant problem with all kinds of stuff um and unfortunately it's making it here to our springfield metro area i'm seeing it now and it just drives me plumb nuts yeah you know you and i know how hard it is just to keep a car you know going and and in good shape um let alone to have somebody vandalize it and, and cause your problems i did learn a couple of things here recently that i thought was pretty cool um i'm seeing folks uh i don't want to say stockpile but have a little extra fuel on hand um, and something that I, uh, one of my reps talked to me about, um, they have these uh, water absorbent um, material that you actually put down in the fuel and it holds on to the water and doesn't, or it basically extracts the water 
to help keep your your fuel store longer. Oh, no and kidding. so we have some small tanks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have like a big farm, but we got a couple cows. So I keep, you know, some extra diesel and extra gas around. And I would encourage people out there to do that as well. Um, Sarah, have you heard about the fuel shortage on the East Coast with diesel at all? No. So, yeah. So Pilot and Loves both. I've been keeping close tabs on this. Now, this is our East Coast people. They're having problems. Wouldn't it be nice to have a pipeline? I'm just saying, you know, yeah. that would help carry I some know. fuel. I agree. Um, but the truckers have been posting out on social medias and different stuff. So pretty live that, you know, they've pulled into these huge truck stops that typically, you know, they're, you know, the place to get that volume of fuel and they don't have the diesel right now. It's not available. So the solution now, and you're going to love this, Sarah, I know you don't have diesel vehicles, but we buy stuff. Pretty much everything we buy arrives on some kind of a diesel-powered piece of equipment, whether it's train or truck. Um, but they are running out of diesel, and so they're they're literally retooling some of the gasoline refineries to, to produce diesel, which means there'll be less gas being produced. So that's going to drive the price of gas up. And secondly, the short-term thing is they're trucking our diesel here out of the Midwest out to the East Coast. So we are going to have less volume of it right now. We're going to feel that in probably in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely would say that. So uh, I, you know, I've been, uh, my son, he's he's uh, 13. He watches TikTok and all mm-hmm. that. And so he brought up uh, dollar cost averaging investing. And I'm sure you probably know what that is. I had no idea. But basically, you buy over time. So because I bought when it was $3 and I'm still buying at $5, my dollar cost average, you combine those. And so he was schooling me on this. I'm not a financial guy. So, uh, but basically, that's essentially what, you know, uh, you know, we're doing now is, yeah, five bucks is absurd in my opinion. But if you wait and you don't buy it five bucks and it goes to seven or eight bucks, all of a sudden five bucks is a lot, a lot more appealing, I guess. So having a little bit uh, on hand, I think, is going to be very important, especially if we run into some serious. And I don't. Please, hopefully, this doesn't come off as fear mongering or the gloom and doom, blah blah blah. You need to be informed. You know, if you don't want to pay attention to facts or reality at this point. And you pull up to a station and they don't have fuel and the next station doesn't have fuel or it goes to $10 a gallon, which I hope is an absurd exaggeration. Uh, but it's it's just one of those things that we got to keep our eye on what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to get that surprise and that, uh, you know, you're going to pull up with the little one in the back seat, and need some fuel and maybe they don't have any. How would you feel about that? I would be so frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, I feel really bad for those businesses who use fuel quite oh, yes. a bit. Those who are in, like, the lawn mowing industry yeah. and things like that. I was thinking about, man. That's a good point. Yeah. They're going to have to raise their prices, too, to cover the cost of the fuel. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine that runs. He's just kind of a one single operator. He runs a dump truck. And he's contract hire, basically, that... You know, these bigger companies need 20 trucks and they only have 10, so they hire private owner-operators. Well, they're not adjusting as of right now. They're not adjusting, I think maybe they're working on it, what they pay those drivers. So last year where he was at, you know, a couple bucks a gallon or maybe even the prior year, um, you know, he was doing pretty good. But now five bucks a gallon, he's not making any money running that truck. And if you're not making any money and you run into a breakdown, I mean, you're going in the hole quick. 
So he's parking that thing right now, and he's not the only one. So, you know, we all buy things that are carried in here. If it's not appealing for the people to carry them in here, they're going to take a break. They're going to go do something else. So you have a great point. People that are tied to fuel for their businesses, it's going to affect all of us whether we're in that business or not. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about our lawn care guys. They're probably sweating it big time out there. It's maybe doubled or tripled what their investment is. And you can't always pass that on to the consumer immediately. It just doesn't work that way. I know. Because, you know, that's something that you really have to take into consideration if you're paying 20 30 bucks to get your mm-hmm. lawn mowed and all of a sudden gas shoots up. Yeah. Which I cannot believe how much gas is. Yeah. It almost cost me close to $50 to fill my car up. I have never... Ever. It used to cost like 20 bucks yeah. to fill it up. That was it. So I stopped at the... There's a very nice signal gas station in Nixa. I really like it. They've redone it. It's very cool. They were at four ninety nine. Everybody else, for diesel rather, um, was at five thirty a gallon. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped in there and I filled up the truck. Well, I say I filled up the truck. It clicked off at 125 and wasn't full. And then I've got a farm tank on the back. So I went ahead and swiped the card again and put another, I think, 70 bucks in that. So I was darn near 200. I wasn't quite at 200 bucks, but I mean, that's a ton. You got to think that everybody is going to think about those trips. You know, you're not just going to take a run here and yonder anymore. Um, But it's all part of it. I think we got a little more to go. But Sarah and I are at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. So, Sarah, what do we do about this gas thing? How can we, like, be proactive about some of this? Or we just got to grin and bear it? I don't know. I just, I know that it's not fun living in the country right Mm -hmm. now because we have that extra drive-in. Yep. So, that is one of the cons of living in the country. But, boy, there's a lot of pros, too, though. There are a ton of pros, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We live in the country kind of the other way, but, you know, it is a little more of a commute. You've got, you know, property to take care of and manage and all that jazz. But, you know, part of it is, you know, making sure that you're doing everything you can to get everything out of your vehicle as possible. So some of the simple softball ones out there are going to make sure that your your tires are inflated correctly. Um, we do a lot of maintenance on vehicles. We are very much a business that is in repair. We do fix broken vehicles. So um, I, I don't mind doing that. That's fine. But from a customer sad standpoint, or at least my viewpoint, is, hey, if I can prevent that from being broken, let's do that. Well, a lot of that is the maintenance, whether it's PSI and tires, whether it is making sure your filters are in good shape. That one's very overlooked. Um, most vehicles with air filters or cabin air filters or multiple uh, filters, but we're going to do engine air filters for this instance. The They don't ever get looked at. And if they're difficult to change or check, they never get looked at, even by a lot of professional shops. And the reason I know that is because when I open the hood and there's certain models that are just a bear to get the filter out of, um, you know, the technicians a lot of times skip over that at other facilities and then we tear down into it. And those ones in particular are always really, really bad. 
as well as right now the rodents are out. They're nesting. They're getting their acorns. I had one just this week. Very nice lady lives out in the country. She had a Honda Fit. Um, we installed some pretty cool stuff for her. I'll, I'll get into that at another show. But I was giving her kind of a basic just overview maintenance check on it. And her airbox, the filter was fine, but the inlet was completely full of acorns. Well, she had no idea, um, but that's one of those things. I was able to vacuum and clean that system out and, and, and uh, get it taken care of. But it's just one of those things that you need to keep an eye on it once in a while. Um, I also have another good buddy of mine. He is a rural mail carrier, and he fills up with gas every day, and he knows exactly to, like, the tenth of a gallon of what it takes and he told me he knew he was having some issues because he was using more fuel on his mail route and i thought that was really interesting that he paid attention to it so closely and i've i've worked or or been around people that like document every time they get gas what the mileage was how many gallons it took how much it cost what the date was etc and those folks are always very in tune with what's going on with their vehicle and so for him to be like, yeah, it took, you know, an extra eight-tenths of a gallon to run my mail route because he does it all the time. I was like, wow, that's actually very interesting to me. And then what? What it, over time, you know, over the next couple of weeks, he ended up, the problem got worse, and he had some locked, a locked-up brake hose and caliper, and his brakes were dragging was the reason that he was having um, to, you know, put more fuel in it. And it was kind of at a, you know, a entry-level stage in the beginning and where he noticed it first was that increase at the pump and so he's got all that taken care of now and he's away you know hopefully in good shape i'm sure i'll visit with him and he'll bring me up to speed um but you know filters and maintenance oil changes fluids keeping your fluids full um you know not running a vehicle low on oil is a huge huge thing Oil is not only the lubricant, but it is part of the cooling system for the vehicle as well. Increased drag. Making sure you're using the right or correct fluids is a big, big deal. The uh, Basically, engineering in a lot of those fluids has changed drastically, especially over the last 20 years, but let alone the last 10 years. And what they've done is gone to a lot of thinner weight oil. So, you know, when I was a kid, 1030 was pretty much everything. I mean, all vehicles out there. And now that's a very rare thing that we put 1030 in anything anymore. Everything's gone to a 530, 520, and sometimes even a thinner oil. And you might think as, you know, I'm going into this, you're like, ah, you know, how much big of a difference could that make? It's actually a drastic, drastic difference. Now, I don't want, if your vehicle's engineered for a certain weight of oil, to, you know, shift to a thinner or thicker, you know, you really shouldn't do that. You need to stick with what it was engineered for. But my point being is as that oil goes over time, um, it gets thicker. The viscosity increases typically. Now, if you've really overheated it sometimes or contaminated the oil, it can be thin under certain circumstances, uh, but I can see it when I pull the drain plug on it that, you know, hey, this oil was way past being taken care of. And then if you're really in tune with the engine, sometimes you can even feel a little difference of how how much less drag is on that system. And all that equates to back to the pump. Now, when fuel's a dollar fifty, two dollars a gallon, 
doesn't really make a big impact on you. When it's four, five, six, God forbid, seven dollars a gallon, um, it really impacts you big time. Now, the other thing that I haven't really seen a lot this go around, but I'm sure it's coming, is the little widgets that everybody thinks that they can do a better job than the manufacturer and create this crazy widget that actually usually defeats fuel economy and add on these as-seen-on-TV add-ons to get better fuel economy. And it just surely is is usually 99.9% of the time, A, it does nothing, and B, it makes it worse. So these crazy air filters, I've seen them take out engines because they're not doing their job. Um, you know, these tornadoes or these things that lie to the intake air temperature sensor or hydrogen generators, um, there is some science to some of that, but it's typically not very compatible with your automotive vehicle. So I do not recommend all that. Just take care of what you got. So what I'm doing personally is, hey, if you've got an extra lot of crap that you're lugging around and adding weight to a vehicle, you need to clean it out. If you have not checked the air pressure in your vehicle in some time, you need to set it. Make sure, you know, once every week, two weeks, you need to make sure it's in decent shape. You need to go through the fluids of the vehicles, at least make sure they're full. And then you need to start clicking off the maintenance side of things. Um, air conditioning season is very much here. And, you know, the drag on an AC system running an air compressor is not very much anymore. You know, when I was a kid and the, the compressors were huge, um, they really drug down and you could hear it pull down the engine. And sometimes you can hear the system cycle. But getting a good AC check, not only do you have good, nice, cool air, um, which I enjoy after a good hard day of work, um, but second, it makes that system last longer and there's less drag on the engine. There's oil in the AC system as well. There there should be anyway or needs to be. If you're running the system low on charge, a lot of times you're running the system low on oil as well. So you need to keep that kind of topped off in good shape. Um, a, you don't want to have any failures. And B, that's going to help the thing run and, and perform and then, you know, I'm kind of watching my trips, you know, if I need to run to town and get a part or something, if I've got a project that I'm doing, you know, fencing supplies and fencing is what I've been doing here lately. Um, I don't just run to town anymore just for that. I try and tie that to another trip, you know, that, hey, I have to go for X, Y, Z while I am out. I'm going to pick up my panels, my fencing, etc. And I'm just giving you some real world examples of how and what I'm thinking about. If you guys have some things that you want to consider or uh, contribute, if you will, or ideas, please do. Whether you text them in, whether you send them in, socials, whatever, um, give us some ideas that, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's it's something that I think we're going to be battling for at least the next couple of years, to be honest. I don't know that we've seen the height of this as well. It's going to continue. I don't want to just bury my head in the sand and be, you know, upset about it. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to kind of battle some of this. So I've got an old uh, four-cylinder, four-wheel drive pickup that I haven't driven, and it hasn't run in, shoot, it's been quite a while, probably maybe 10 years. Um, I really don't even know why I parked it. I bought a bigger truck, and I just started driving it. And it just sat there until it just didn't start for me one day, and I never went back and did anything about it. 
Well, I'm going to be doing something about it here in the next few weeks. It's going to get a new set of tires. It's going to get some fresh fuel in it. And we're going to see if we can't put that gas saver back on the road. But Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. We've got just a little bit of time. you got Sarah and Dustin. A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it? Yes. So, uh, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a little gloom and doomy here, but I feel like a lot of our listeners out there really enjoy being informed. Would you say that's a, a good demographic of the listeners of KSGF? I think so. So, I have been at our Sunset store here quite a bit. We have, have you met Annie that's at our yes, Sunset I location? Have. Very nice. So, yeah. So, what was your initial, uh, so you, we've had Amanda here, which is, also at our Sunset location. She's been on the show with us. You two seem to get along very well. I love Amanda. She's wonderful. Uh, but yes, we've got a new addition. Miss Annie there is at our Sunset location. Um, and I've spent a ton of time there trying to help um, kind of share or, or contribute to uh, Amanda and Annie both because they're fairly new with our company. And uh, as well as all the guys in the back, we've been very, very busy. But I've got to meet a lot of the listeners there. And a lot of times I have no idea, you know, I'm running in and out of the office and I'm talking to the girls up front and, you know, I'll see somebody kind of looking over there and like, I kind of maybe recognize that voice, you know, or the name tag or whatever. It has been the best people. Oh, I love that. It has been just the, but they're like, yeah, we're here because of the show for you and Sarah, or you know, what we've heard on Nick for, for years and years. And you've always told me this about the live events. And I think maybe I've spent a little bit of time at one of your live events, but I now, I guess I understand kind of what you're doing with the live. Um, I know you were at Whiskey Tango. Is that something you guys are starting yes. to get into some of those events and whatnot? Or yep. The world's going hopefully back to normal. Those are once a month. It's usually the first Friday, 4 uh-huh. to 6. So if you guys want to come out for our happy hour. I was at one of our events here recently. We had our KSGF Can't Wait for Summer kickoff event when we raised money for Honor Flight. Oh, wow. And uh, A1 was so graciously uh, a part of that. Yeah. They donated, what, I think four oil yep, changes? several several oil So thank you package. guys for doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was very nice because I hadn't been out of the house for a couple yeah. of days. Um, I've been on maternity leave, which I still am, by the way. Yeah. I will be back officially in studio June 1st. Okay. So make a note of that, everybody. Okay. But... Um, yeah, it was so nice to see so many listeners. I had so many come up to me. Um, I had my little one, so they all oh, wanted. Yes, they oh, all wanted awesome. to uh, to meet the little one, and it was just really nice to be a part of uh, my little family again. Well, and and family is definitely the right kind of phrasing. You know, we have you know been in business a long time. We've done different things, but kind of the tone that. KSGF and the listenership, it really is more than anything I've ever seen anywhere else. You know, we have a couple of shops we do some work with in another market. And what KSGF has and the listeners have isn't easily recreated. I don't have that luxury in that market to where they're like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, all these great informed people. You know, and, and I run into a lot of them and they are gracious enough to impart, you know, different perspectives or ideas that they've got or things that they are an expert on that I'm just like, man, I am so thankful I ran into you or you took a few minutes. So um, I am always busy at the shop. So people, uh, you know, have been very understanding about that because a lot of times I'm in the office and I'm back dealing with cars or people or, 
you know, customers and what's going on, parts and vendors. And, you know, it's just a, we got a lot going on, which is a great thing to have. Um, but the, the folks that are there for the, you know, because of the station and the show have been just wonderful people. So I see, and I'm starting to understand kind of what you, I guess, have seen for a long time with all the listenerships and the, the, the interaction, I guess, um, you guys, uh, really, are a part of what's going on here and there, if that makes sense. Yes. And I had so many listeners bring me things for the baby. Yes. And I had a couple of people bring stuff at the event. They were going to give it to Nick and they didn't realize, oh, she's going to be here today. That's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, they really are like family. So I I really appreciate and I love our listeners. They're kind and they're genuine. Absolutely. And real. In absolute real. Um, I had a, a, a couple and, uh, that when my very first daughter was born there, that kind of people, they knew what was going on and she, uh, I, I'm maybe not knitted or sewed. I, um, basically the burp racks and stuff. And she oh, brought them in nice. for Josie when, when my oldest daughter was born, which yeah, it was just wonderful. And then, you know, all the, the folks that were, you know, kind of supportive with Brinley, um, which is my youngest daughter. You know, she was quite a struggle right out of the gate. And uh, a lot of our customers and listeners as well, you know, really were there for us and understanding. And then the 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 team at A1 as well. You know, I my position with Alan, we are the operations managers of the company. We share in kind of, you know, the day to day, you know, work of what what happens there. And, you know, I was able to basically pull away and focus on my little one who was really struggling health wise, um, who, by the way, is doing very, very well. I don't think we're, uh, you know, necessarily be ever out of the woods. She has a genetic disorder. She has trisomy 13. And um, but we have beat a lot of the odds as far as what goes on there. So the the group of folks that are just around this place are fantastic. I just thought I would share that. You know, it's not always about the high fuel prices or the broken cars or all that. We're going to have problems. You know, there's no shortage of problems. Um, but the the shining light of people is really, really cool. And I absolutely love that. I know. That made my heart warm. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on around the shop? Uh, a lot of AC work. Yes. As it got Makes hot, sense. everybody figured out that, hey, it hadn't been working for a long time. Um, a lot of big, big repairs. Um, as you well know, people are having to fix what they own versus, which I think is pretty sharp, you know. Um, I heard last night that the Super Duty side of Ford, they are eliminating certain, they're just not building certain packages right now. They just said, no, we can't do it. So people are having to fix it. So we have a lot of fleets coming in. Um, I was there with Harlan this morning. Um, Harlan's one of our lead techs. He's fantastic. We had a failed transmission in a a one-ton truck, and he was replacing the transmission and flushing all the coolers and found a tremendous amount of steel that would have contaminated the new transmission, which is a shortcut a lot of shops do. They don't do that extra procedure to protect their new uh, components, if you will, or transmission in this case. Um, and then, of course, Darren has been doing a tremendous amount of diagnostic work. He's he, You have got to meet Darren as well. Um, I actually interviewed a couple of new technicians this oh. last week. So um, we're looking to add, really not necessarily replace anybody. We've got plenty going on. I have been waiting on an additional heavy-duty two-post lift for not quite a year. I bet it's nine months, and it finally arrived. So we're slated to get a new additional heavy truck lift at our sunset location, I believe it is June 10th. 
Wow. So right around the corner. Yeah. So continuing to make sure we're equipped and taking care of business. Um, we've had several fleets, you know, seek out and say, hey, we really need somebody to keep our stuff going so they can continue making a living as well. Um, as well as, you know, just the day-to-day stuff and, and taking care of business. So um, when you run into the shops, do you ever see that, you know, we've got a lot going on? Or is that from the customer side of it, I guess, um, does it look like we're busy or does it look like we're just kind of like hanging out? Well, sometimes I'll pop my head out in in the back yep. just to say hi to everybody. And I see how busy it's been. Yeah. I was in there, oh gosh, probably two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I popped my head in to say hello to everyone. Yeah. And everybody was running around. They had, everybody had something to yeah, do. It's definitely been. So when you initially pull up, you know, we have our, our Fort and Sunshine location, which you know, you pretty much get to see everything that's going on there because it's a fairly small facility. Um, you've been out to our Republic location, which is a pretty good. That's a seven-bay facility. Um, we've had a bunch going on there. And then, of course, our Sunset location, which is kind of what I've I've spent the last probably month and a half, two months there. Um, did you ever expect when you pull up to that building that the shop is near as big as it is? Um, no. Yeah. I, I get that a lot where we'll bring a customer out to show them what's going on. And when we open the door, you know, kind of from the office waiting room into the back, they're like, holy cow, you know, what is all this back here? You guys got a bunch going on. So, yeah, we're expanding. This, just this year, we've added, um, this will be our third new service bay or lift in that area to continue to service the customers that we're doing Um Harlan and I kind of worked together. He did 90% of the work, but we did our first diesel engine installation a couple weeks back. So Very nice. Um, you know, we're doing, you know, uh, we're getting into that market. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it probably many times. We pick and choose kind of our work in the diesel area. I want to make sure that we can live up to the standard that we have for all of our automotive family. Um, but this is a big fleet account that was needing an engine replacement. So we did it and put lots of good miles on it. And uh, it was a very good learning experience for me. It was a six-liter power stroke for anybody out there wondering. Um, It was in a van chassis, which was a little bit more difficult. My very first engine job that I ever did was in a van. And uh, engine jobs are tough in general, but an engine in a van, typically, it, like, multiplies it by, like, ten. It's quite an experience. So, Sarah, it was awesome to have you back I today. know. It's great. And if you guys want to send text messages in, I will be very slow to get to them, but I will get to them. Okay. Our text line is 417-447-5743, or you can reach out to us on social media. Uh, it is at 1041KSGF, both on Facebook, Twitter, Getter, all of that good stuff. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of you your weekend. Well. Be Bye. safe.